You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun. Senor, you've obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. Monday night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. What's going on, football fans? Welcome back to NFL Action. I am so excited to be here with you. We are back for the 2020 season. Who knows how long it's going to last for, but we're going to we are going to enjoy every second of it while it lasts. With me, as always, is Greg Coyle. Greg, how you feeling about the NFL season upon us? It's good. Don't don't uh, have any of that negative uh, juju there. It's going the whole way, baby. Now listen, we're going, we're going uninterrupted. The NFL will just run right through, baby. Right, right. Obviously, they might continue to play. They'll ignore COVID at all costs. That's the way. Super Bowl yep. or bust is the theme for this year. No busting allowed for our wing foot betters, though, this year. We already saw one game. I want to ask before we get started on Sunday's picks what you thought of the Chiefs and the Texans in the opener, Greg. Pretty lopsided, right? So, you know, 31 to 7 and then some garbage time touchdowns there at the end. Um, yeah, I thought Watson looked good with Fuller, somebody he's thrown to. But I think it was pretty clear there was no chemistry there with the rest of uh, the new guys. So I, I thought the game was actually pretty damn good uh, for no preseason. But I think you did see a little bit of uh, – you know, there's going to be a little bit of a um, getting used to one another for the teams that have new players that weren't able to get the uh, the chemistry down. I got to say, I was really surprised by the fact that there weren't a lot of penalties in the game. I thought it was going to be a little bit sloppier than it was, but I guess we should expect that from Andy Reid's team. Bill O'Brien, obviously, though, we know about the blunders he's had in the past. I was expecting Houston to make a, a lot more penalties than they actually ended up with. So overall, listen, it was entertaining. It was football. And a sports fan's nirvana last night. I don't know if you know, but I think there was sports in every major sport. And I'm going all the way down to like, and major, I'll use quotation marks around, everything down to the LPGA had it in. So we had baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Uh, we had golf, tennis, literally everything. He's got it right there. Oh, what's this that you're showing us there? Hold on, let me so, take that full screen. So you, you say... Uh you say sports fans nirvana. I call it Christmas. It was Christmas <laughs> morning yesterday. That was uh, me enjoying a nice pumpkin beer while watching the Phillies. They blew the lead, but nevertheless, uh, uh, watching the Phillies and watching Thursday night football. It was it was quite the treat. Listen, we can talk about the it being way too early for pumpkin another time. You guys can uh, leave a vote on that because it is definitely too early for pumpkin. We got to wait till the calendar turns to October. It's post-Labor Day. You wait until October, you won't get your hands on it. They're sold out by then. Listen, just because marketing tries to push uh, pumpkin on us earlier and earlier in the season doesn't mean that we should be drinking it earlier and earlier in the season. Until the leaves start to change, I don't want pumpkin in my beer or my coffee, all right? It's not marketing. It's my taste buds, and it's delicious. Oh, well, you know, your taste look by the hat. We can go uh, about it another time. Hey, now. All right. Hey. <laughs> Hey, uh, and despite my optimism, by the way, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, and I know we didn't discuss this uh, beforehand, but so I wanted to address it. Um, 
we didn't do the pod per season win totals, despite the fact that I know and you know that the NFL is playing every game. There could still be a game that's canceled, and if it doesn't have playoff implications, I'm not so certain that they would make it up if they didn't really have to, right? So there might be a game canceled here or there, and most of those season win total bets have a disclaimer if they don't play the full slate of games. It'll eliminate the bet. So that's just one thing that I wanted to make sure I gave. I'm not doing any season win totals, not because I think, like, you know, half the league is going to get disqualified from them. Just I don't want to lay the money out there with a 10, 20% chance that it gets uh, disqualified. So I'm just hanging tight. There's there's other good stuff to do, so I'm just going to stick with that. Obviously, a lot of great points there, and we know that there are a lot of unknowns uh, this season, so that's going to be really interesting. But yet, we will venture on. Week one, always a lot of unknowns. Uh, so let's jump right in. There are four games that we like for you that we're going to talk about here on the podcast. Chris Portente is going to be running the Instagram account this year. He'll put his Wingfoot Lock of the Week up on the Instagram page, so make sure you follow at Wingfoot Sports over there. But I'm going to start, Greg, with one where you and I see head-to-head. So we're going head-to-head for the first pick of the year, and we're going to remind everybody that bankrolls are not on the line in week one. We have a long season, folks, all right? This is like feeling the water here. We're going to give you some some educated plays, but you don't need to blow the whole bankroll week one. They play 17 weeks for a reason. With that being said, the first game that we're going to look at here is the Seattle Seahawks, who are traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, right now, Seattle comes in, depending on where you look, most places it's uh, minus two and a half. There are some threes out there. And Greg, I will let you have the first word when it comes to a game of the NFL season. Tell me who you like and why. Well, so I'll start off by saying in a conversation with a guy at work, because I was listening to last year's pod, you know, we got we to gotta learn from our past mistakes. And I, I was saying, hey, man, I started last year 0-3-1. And Brutal. And he said, basically, well, can't get any worse, right? So, uh, you know, whoever, whoever wants to jump on board with me here in this face-off, uh, let's go. Um, yeah, so I, I like Atlanta at home, like the way that they uh, finished up 6-2 and two last year, grabbed that momentum coming into this year. Uh, you know, they're, they're healthy. They're going to be healthy uh, now. Matt Ryan's in there. Ty Gurley, I'm interested to see how he's going to play. Um, but I like the wide receivers. I don't think, you know, uh, you reminded me about Jamal Adams there, but I, I don't think um, Seattle's got very tough cornerbacks uh, there. So I think they'll move the ball. I like, I, you know, I don't like either one of these defenses very much because where they gained Adams, they lost Clowney, right? So you get the safety, but you lose the pass rush. You know me, I'm a big fan of building through the defensive line and the offensive line. Uh, so I'll take that D end over that safety. Um, but uh, essentially, you know, good end to last year's season with Atlanta, consistency, right? Same quarterback, two wide receivers. They've also got the, the the new tight end there as well. So the tight end and Aiden the running back. Different. Yep. So, you know, you've got your two uh, key wide receivers. I think it would be a little bit of a shootout. But if I'm getting three points at home, uh, one of the, the key things I was mentioning to you is I'm going to take home teams this week. I'm not doing any road teams. 
I'm not taking anyone that's traveling with COVID stipulations that's staying at a hotel. Atlanta gets to either, you know, stay at the local hotel or stay at home before the game. They get to have their routine. And then you have Seattle that's going to deal with all this nonsense without having done it before. So as we get further into the year and teams have taken three, four road trips, I'll be good to go with road teams, but I'm going to take a home dog uh, three points that finished strong last year. They were a mess the first half of the year, but they finished pretty strong. Um, so I, I don't like them to go like 12 and four, but I do like them to play Seattle tough this week. Okay. So I think you bring up a great point there, right? Week one, we're traveling in COVID so many unknowns, but also road teams we have to look at don't have to face at least the majority don't have to face the crowds that teams are used to. So if you're talking about a team like Green Bay, where they've usually had a, a better home field advantage, a team like Kansas City had some fans in there. So it's important to know no fans in the stadium for Atlanta uh, in week one. We'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of the season. So you don't have to deal with that, but you're right. Look, if if a person comes down late as a late scratch uh, for the Seahawks because they caught COVID while they were traveling, well, that's something that we're going to have to deal with. And you might want to think about that when you're factoring it in. I'm going to jump on the Seahawks now because there are a lot of two and a half uh, numbers out there still, and I want to get it before it goes to three, and it seems to be trending in that direction. All right, you mentioned that Matt Ryan obviously has some consistency with his wide receivers in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. We know they're both studs. I think the big free agent pickup of the offseason for them was Todd Gurley, at least in name. I think he's done. I think that knee is shot. I think, look, he's going to have to prove it, right? He's got to have to have a chip on his shoulder. I see you're laughing over there, but he's got to prove it on the field. And we thought he was good for the Super Bowl, right? Oh, he was supposed to be good. We thought he was good last season. I mean, he didn't, he just hasn't looked like the same running back. And I I just don't know if he's going to be able to come back from that injury. And I'm sure he's going to want to prove everyone wrong. It's just a matter of if he can and I'm not going to bet that he can at this point. And running backs in this league, you know, they're like you say, you're not moving a line. Don't tell me. You don't really care about running backs when it comes to a point spread. So that's that's one. Two, you mentioned it, Jamal Adams. I got to see him play so much here in New York. The guy is a freaking game changer on the field. He'll line up all over the place. And the loss of Clowney is a big loss. Um, he had some games last season. I remember that 49ers game on, I think it was Monday night or Thursday night football, where he took it over for the Seahawks, and, and the, they ended up winning in that game I think in overtime but uh, he does. He did have a tendency to take plays off, right? He didn't seem like he was playing 100% all the time. Uh, and I think that Jamal Adams is a guy who goes every single play, and they're going to renew that culture of the Legion of Boom out there. Also, and this is the big thing for me, I think that Russell Wilson has a huge advantage over the Atlanta secondary, who's starting, I believe, uh, well, it's multiple rookies. I don't want to quote. I, I think it might be as many as four rookies in their secondary. And I think with Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf that they are going to get exposed. I look for a big year from DK Metcalf. The guy was a stud as he works into this offense a little bit more. I think that's going to be really good. Also, Atlanta struggled to get pressure on the quarterback last season. I know they added uh, Fowler Jr. from the Rams, who's supposed to help them a a little bit, but I think Russ is just uh, too good at extending plays, and I don't think that secondary is going to be able to stay with the Seattle wide receivers. These teams know each other. They've played a bunch over the last few 
two years. Uh, Dan Quinn, obviously, the former defensive coordinator over there for the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I think that it would be close. I'm going to take Seattle in this game, though, and I, if I can get it under three right now, that's where I'm going to go. Obviously, watch the COVID scratches late. Greg, you started, so I'll give you the last word if you want on this one. Anything else you want to add after my analysis? Yeah, so I had to I had to do a little research over here and figure out. So it's AJ Terrell, I think, is the the one rookie quarterback, and then um, I've got Isaiah Oliver. Okay, three year, three years of NFL experience, real household name there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, studs. No, it, it, and this, I, I do think it's going to be pretty decently back and forth. Uh, Seattle's in a lot of close games last year, and that's essentially what I'm, I'm looking at is you know keep it tight, keep the three points, and and uh, I like it. Didn't didn't expect us to be on uh, on opposite ends on that, uh, so I'll enjoy I'll enjoy watching that. I'll have my eyes peeled on that. Sounds good. All right, yeah. we will go to the next game, and this is the one that I like. Uh, the New York Jets are playing the Buffalo Bills right now. The numbers at six and a half. Again, key numbers to open the season right at six and a half. That is trending towards seven right now. So I'm going to start with taking the Buffalo Bills. I'll lay the points at home. Look, we know there are big expectations for the Bills this season. Uh, they're the trendy pick right now to take the AFC East. I'm not knocking off the Patriots until the Patriots are knocked off. So, uh, but we're talking about week one, right? We're not talking about the entire season right now. And in week one, the Jets are banged up. All right. We also already know that CJ Mosley has opted out of the season and he was a difference maker on that defense. You saw when he went out of the game week one last season, how the Bills offense managed to go up and down the field. So that's one. They obviously lost Jamal Adams. Marcus May is out for them in this game. Avery Williamson, I don't think, is going to play. On the offensive side of the ball, they lost Robbie Anderson, who left in free agency. Uh, their, um, their number two overall pick, the wide receiver out of Baylor, Denzel Mims, he's not going to play in this one. So I and they have the Jets have five new starters on the offensive line. When you bundle all that up, I don't know how you go on the road the opening week against a team that has some cohesion like the Buffalo Bills and has those aspirations. Let's not forget they're adding Stephon Diggs, who has a chip on his shoulder coming over from the Minnesota Vikings. I like Devin Singletary in his second year. I think he's going to do good things for them um, as as that hybrid scat back out of the backfield. He can make people miss, and, and I think that uh, McDermott can really use him. So I'm going to roll with the Buffalo Bills in this one because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'll lay the six and a half. Give me the Bills in Buffalo. What do you think, Greg? All good points, um, and I think one of the things that you were mentioning uh, is: do we know yet? Is uh, what's it, Alex Lewis? And I think that was one of the guys on the offensive line that you said that was one of the new starters. There is he in? Is he out? Uh, I don't have that here. Um, I'm, I'm looking. It has some questionable on yeah. on NFL dot uh, com. <clears throat> okay, so we'll look at that. And look, that's one of and e- that's one of five new starters that they got to deal with anyway. So now you're gonna if even more if he's out, you got to deal with the backup. And the Bills defense is ugh, it's a really good defense, right? They're they're kind of like a, a no name defense. They are gonna miss um, uh, Kyle Williams, who retired last season, though. That's gonna be a big loss in the middle of that defensive line for them. Um, but I, I think they got an, enough studs on that defense that this is going to be a, a pretty one sided game in the opener and I'm not a big fan of Adam Gase's head coach right there for the the Jets so um, I yeah, think you got 
McDermott, Allen, I think they added to their strengths with Zach Moss. I think they'll pound with him, add to the run game. Stephon Diggs, they definitely didn't have a player like that. And John Brown's pretty darn good, right? So now when you uh, throw those two out there, if Allen can just hit them. Um, but, yeah, if, if it were at the Jets, right, I might be a little concerned. And quite frankly, if Buffalo's fans were there, uh, that would make me happier. But I think that would have the lineup a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, you're getting under the key number. Uh, I don't think that's bad. And if you want to put that in there for, for a little tease action, I think I'll do one. I think I'm going to do one. He said he's going to do one, folks. He's going to do one. Just a little taste. Yeah, well, one at one o'clock, and then if it wins, then we got to roll another one out there. It's so good when it hits your lips. That's what happens. <laughs> at one o'clock, you have a little taste, and it's so good yeah. when it hits your lips that at four o'clock, you do another. Uh huh. So that'll be the uh, that'll be the the first one, and we'll figure out. Um, something else in in there so i I like it um you mentioned little square right there's there's a decent amount of money coming in on the bills but we won't let that uh slow us down not in week one especially because i think we're all trying to figure out what it's going to look like in week one all right uh for the next game we're going to go with one that you said you wanted to talk about and uh since it is your philadelphia eagles playing the washington football team whatever we're calling them this season i'm going to let you touch on it so uh I, I don't know if you got a pick in this one or what, but uh, but go ahead. Tell me about Washington and Philly and why you think we should be paying attention. Yeah, so home home division favorites. Uh, I think Chris, you you had mentioned he's going to sprinkle that in on his Jags pick, not to you know steal his thunder there on on the Instagram post, right? But wait a minute, you just gave away his pick. What's that? You just gave away his pick. Oh my goodness! No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, I gotta boy. get used to this live stuff. The but, element of but, surprise. Yes, but likely he's got a little. Uh, most people should have a little lean towards home divisional favorites, right? So, um, I just think where Washington is strong, Philadelphia's got a little bit of. I think it's overblown. I don't know if Lane Johnson is playing. That's my biggest concern because they Peterson saying he quote looks excellent, um, yet he's still listed as day to day. So it totally makes. No sense at all. I actually doubt that he'll be playing because they haven't. They still have him as questionable, and it's just making me concerned. Um, but I don't. I don't think there's as much movement on that Eagles offensive line as everyone's saying. If Johnson's out there, they still have four out of the five starters returning from last year with Johnson, Kelsey, Peters, who are all excellent. Sam Alu at left guard, and then who knows who's going to try it out at right guard. But the Redskins are strong on the front. Uh, the front um, line and that Redskins game is usually an Eagles home game, right? Um, so I'm just a little weary, right? I guess I'm a cautious Philadelphia fan uh, that I would say absolutely do not pick the Eagles. And if you're feeling dangerous, right, uh, hold your nose and go with the Redskins. Not an official pick, but that like there's just something really fishy um, about that situation. Um, and, you know, I, I also think we, we kind of sprinkle this in there. I think there's there's some uh, issues, not issues, um, there's some real-life issues going on and problems that Ron Rivera is dealing with. I think they're going to want to put up a nice showing there to try and normalize things. It's, it's them against the world because of all the issues going on in the front office and everything like that. Now Ron Rivera is sick, and he's going to be dealing with that. I think they're going to play 
play super hard, which everyone's going to do for week one. Um, so it's just, I think there's a lot of underlying issues that if we knew a little bit more, I would probably load up Redskins. Um, so I would just, you know, just let the Eagles fans know out there, stay away. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we just escape with a, with a nice victory. So we'll call this the buyer beware game of the week for you. You thinking a lot of fans coming in on the Eagles and, uh, you're saying watch out. Why, why isn't that line greater than five and a half? Right. That's, that's a big question for me. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Uh, well, we shall see. All right, Greg says, beware, buyer beware of his Eagles this week. Um, it should be a very interesting, you know, week one. Week one is the best, man. This is where we figure some things out. Coach Rivera, he's going to turn that Washington football team around. He's already doing it, right? I think he was the leak for that WAPO article uh, in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. He wasn't there long enough. All right, on to uh. the game that you actually like. And the one that is going to break the hearts of Cowboy fans. Big surprise. Greg Hoyle, the Eagles fan, is going against the Dallas Cowboys this week. The Cowboys head to L.A. to face the Rams. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites, although you're going to look for a three out there. Greg swears there's one. you got to lift up your blankets and search underneath the bed for this. But uh, he likes the Rams getting three points at home. All right, I'm ready to hear it. Why do you like the Rams this week? Just because they're playing the Cowboys? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, and I, I am currently getting it at three, uh, which is good. Um, or actually, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm holding things up here, but I want to make sure I have accurate information. Rack. That's cool. We'll just yeah, start the clock I, for you. I, I, I mean, regardless, I'm going to buy it to three because I don't. I, I really just don't mind paying that extra. Um, I'll probably have to go minus 125. But, you know, consistency, uh, I am not a Jared Goff fan, um, not in the least. But he's there. He threw for a lot of yards last year. He's got his wide receivers trotting back out. He's got his tight ends. I don't care who's running the ball there because, just like you mentioned earlier, they're probably going to have better knees than Gurley, right? So they've got, they've yeah. got the rookie Acer or uh, uh, Akers uh, who looked pretty good on tape um, and in the combine. So from that side of things, I, I like him there. I like the defense, uh, right? Donald, Ramsey, uh, they'll, they'll be all right. Your, your boy, Amari Cooper, when he plays good quarterbacks, he, he'll probably be pretty, uh, uh, you know, hitter. he's a hit or miss guy, right? And usually it's when he's up against good quarterbacks um, that he tends to miss, right? So he'll be peppering Gallup and Zeke. Um, but, you know, I, I just call me a skeptic. I don't think C.D. Lamb is the, the second coming, and I don't think rookies are going to roll into week one here with minimal time on the field and just uproot the game unless they're running backs. Of course, rookie running backs are different than rookie wide receivers, uh, evidenced by Edwards Elaire um, last night. So, you know, I, I like the Rams team. I like them at home. This is another game that I, I like it to be a little bit more high scoring. Um, and I said, I don't like Dallas's defense. I just can't get on board with the, the defense there. I, uh, you know, I personally can't name too many people that are in their secondary. I like the CD Lamb pick, but I think it behooves them to to scoop up a cornerback or somebody else for the defense instead um, during the draft. So I, I just think they're going to let up a ton of points this year. 
Uh, well, I have to say that the one thing about the Cowboys' defense is that they were a different team when Leighton Vander Esch was healthy for them to start the season last year, and he was a difference maker at middle linebacker. Look, their linebacking core is is legit. Here's my one question. I don't know what the Rams' defense is going to look like outside of those two guys that you mentioned, right? Obviously, Donald is is a stud, and, and he makes things easier for everyone else on that defensive line. And I think uh, Dante Fowler, a guy they lost in the offseason, kind of benefited from that. I think he had 11 and a half or 12 sacks last season, but when you're double teaming Aaron Donald, you kind of have to leave some holes in there for blitzing linebackers who are going to come up. Uh, they also lost, I think, Corey Littleton. Uh, Littleton Bra- yeah. yeah, Brandon Cooks is gone for them on the offensive side, but yeah, he's got Woods and he's got Cooper Cup back. I, I don't think that's a, that's a big loss. I agree with you that, um, that rookie wide receivers are not usually difference makers um, in their first season. It takes them a little while to get in the groove of things, and I think we're going to see that play out with a couple guys who came on down the stretch late last year uh, be studs this year for certain teams. Um, But I do think it's going to take C.D. Lamb a little bit of time to get in there. you know, my thinking of this is, is this is the Cowboys' last shot. I'm interested to see with Mike McCarthy what he can do. I'm He's got to be more creative than Jason Garrett was on offense. I mean, I feel like my three-year-old son could have come up with more uh, effective plays than Jason Garrett did. He wouldn't have just run the ball. He would have had some laterals going on in there or something. That would have been a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, so congratulations, Giants fans. He's yours now. And hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. I think Maddox uh, fancies the flea flicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are multiple. He was a big fan of the XFL where you were allowed two forward passes in one play. Um, so if they could break out some of that. No, I, I, Look, Mike McCarthy, obviously, we've seen Aaron Rodgers, right? He's still a stud, but he hasn't had the success in, in the short term, right? In the big games, they had a, a soft schedule last year. We'll see what happens this year. People aren't expecting him to do a lot, but he hasn't won without McCarthy yet. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Mike McCarthy. And Dak wants his money, right? He needs and wants his money. That offense is just is loaded. They have they have the horses on offense. The question is, is that offensive line? I will tell you this: that the Cowboys' offensive line in name is still really good, but they are old. They if they can hold up, this is the back end of their run. Um, and if they can hold on for one more season, we've seen them have injuries. They should be fresh for Week One. Um, look, I'm not going to go against you because uh, I I don't have enough stones to pick the Cowboys on the road. And cowboy the Cowboys generally as favorites are a terrible pick. Um, and favorites on the road, I think they're even worse against the spread. Um, but I, I I think that this one is, is going to be another close game opening week. And um, it, it, the, these aren't the same Cowboys of old. The defense does concern me a little bit, but this isn't the, these aren't the same Cowboys of the last few years. No more 8-8. Eight and eight. I think this one is a shootout. And I think it comes down to a field goal. So if you want to roll with the Rams and take the three, then more power to you. So there you have it, everyone. Joe's predicting seven and nine for the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> stepped right into that one. Listen, this is going to be the greatest show on turf right here. Zeke Elliott, oh. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Dak Prescott, and an aging offensive line that's going to win one before they all ride off into the sunset. Just like the last couple of years, what could go wrong? I know, I know. Well... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. So moving on. moving on to our last game that we are going to pick here for you. It is a Monday night special, and it's both of our favorite games of the week. 
believe it or not, we are going to go with the Denver Broncos as they host the Tennessee Titans. We know a lot of people are big on Tennessee. Right now, this one is at uh, Denver plus uh, three. You can find a couple out there. Two and a half to three. Find the three, people. Take a couple extra Take a couple extra seconds. Don't just go to your one site. Go to the second site and find the plus three because they are out there to be had. It opened at Tennessee getting one and a half. Uh, So obviously the early money coming in on the Titans. Greg, I'll let you open the discussion here. Why do you like the Broncos in this one? See, and that's I I like that you bring up Tennessee being uh, kind of a public team because if people remember last year, they were your boys. They were my boys, man. You were riding high on Tennessee. Dude, for like Uh, the last five weeks of the season into the playoffs, I I was all about them. I rode them one game too long. I I will say one (laughs) half too long because Patrick Mahomes, man, I rode them one half too long, but I guess you could say the same about the 49ers. Anyway, go on. So so why why do we hate them this week? Right right now about 77% of of the uh, picks are coming in on the Titans, which moved it from them being a one and a half point underdog, and that's moved it up to minus three. So, you know, we're not going based on that alone. There's some good data over the, I think it's about the past decade, um, or even about 15, 20 years as far as the first home game that the Denver Broncos um, play. They're somewhere, it's somewhere about like 65 to 70% as far as them covering, um, just with people getting familiar with the altitude out there and everything like that. Like, you know, I, I've never been to Denver. I always kind of laughed at the idea of mile high. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've never experienced the altitude of Denver? No. Oh, dude, it is hard to breathe. Is it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking a regular hike. I've been there, Rocky Mountain National Park. We probably went up a little bit higher, but I'm telling you, you can def, it is, it is noticeable. Just when you're walking, climbing the stairs to your seats at Mile High Stadium is something that you need to train for, (laughs) at least for the average football fan. It's like, it's a real thing. Yeah, well, when well, you have people that early in the season they'll use, uh, you know, a really hot weather, right, and and like or humid weather, and I like this as a similar as a similar bucket, right? So even though I haven't experienced it, the data says the teams coming on the road uh, struggle when they're in there. They're probably having a hard time catching their breath. Uh, and again, we're sticking with the team here um, on number one with consistency at quarterback and consistency at head coach we're not going to pick any new head coaches right and this that's another mccarthy coach in his first game in a while right get to knock a little rust off there so and i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna mess around here with with teams traveling with all these new travel rec- regulations so i think this gets amplified a decent amount drew lock and, and denver they were playing well with him in there i think it's going to take a while for him to get used to jerry judy um melvin gordon's you know a nice addition but i think they've got a lot of optimism going in i don't personally get the hype on drew lock i i need to see more out of him um but you know that that's what this year is for. So from from that side of things, I think it's going to be a you know kind of a knockdown drag out where where I like those other games to be more offensive in nature. I think this is going to be be more defensive in nature, and maybe a lot of these bets are an overreaction to Doomerville going out. Uh, that 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 might be a might be a thing as well. You think that the general public is re- reacting to Doomerville going out? 
I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, I think that the biggest name that we're talking about that might have had some play here is a guy is the guy named Clowney. You mentioned him earlier, right? Uh, Tennessee signed him late. They also signed uh, Vic Beasley, and he didn't pass his physical for a while there. And that's that's the big question for me: is how much of an impact is uh, Jadavion Clowney going to be game one uh, when he's joining this team? And you've also got Vic Beasley. Like I said, these guys came in late. How much of an impact are they going to have week one? So I think that's a big question mark. And look, I like Tennessee. I still like Tennessee. I think they're a really good team. Uh, I think what's his name? Uh, AJ Brown, their wide receiver. His AJ, yeah, he's he's a stud, man. I liked him last year, and he's one of those wide receivers that I think is going to have a breakout year. I like Darius Slayton with the New York Giants. I, I was big on him early last season. I like the things I saw. Uh, but the guy I really like, as far as wide receivers are concerned, is on the other side here, a guy by the name of Cortland Sutton. That guy is 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 a really really good wide receiver that outside of big football fans and those fantasy diehards you might not know yet. Well, get to know him, and I think you're going to get to know him on Monday Night Football uh, this week. Obviously, you mentioned Drew Locke. Look, he's a second year quarterback. The you play down the stretch and you look good in a couple spots. Um, people people start to talk about you, but the Broncos haven't had a real quarterback in, in a long time, and I think that this could be his standout year. They, let's not forget, they started the year with Joe Flacco, right? They had guys like Trevor Trevor Simeon in their past. Like They don't ha- they haven't had a quarterback. Even if he's not that great, he's going to be an upgrade from what they've had. They added Melvin Gordon, which I think is going to be great with Philip Lindsay, right? You have two good backs in the backfield, and I think Gordon has something to prove after holding out last season uh, with the Chargers for a little bit there. And my favorite thing, and I think the thing flying under the radar here, is a guy that the Tennessee Titans gave up on, I'm going to say gave up on, named Jarrell Casey. All right, you don't hear about too many defensive linemen, but the guy was a stud for them, and he was a run stuffer. And now a team that is predicated on running the football has to go up against him on the opposing defensive line. He's going to go against Derrick Henry, right? He's going to have to plug those gaps for him, and I think he's going to make a difference. He's going to open things up for guys like Von Miller. People forget that Denver still had a good defense. Look, when your offense is garbage, the defense down the stretch or at the end of games, man, they tend to give up a little bit. They tend to let a couple points get away. So I think that, that their talent level is better than their stat level. And so I think in week one, when everything is still viable, every team is still viable, you're going to see this defense show out, uh, and I think you're getting them at a great spot here, plus three points at home. Uh, Obviously, the bookmakers didn't think it was. And then, obviously, the things that you've talked about, Greg, you've got... We talked about home field advantage being not as much this year because fans aren't there. Mile high's home field advantage, yes, sure, obviously fans help, but it's that atmosphere. So they're still going to have a bit of that home field advantage. And then Tennessee has to deal with the traveling issues that are surrounded by COVID. I really, really like the Broncos in this one, and I love that the public is on the other side. And when it's a team I like, when I'm picking against the team that I actually like, I like that pick a little bit more. Uh, So I'll roll with the Broncos. We'll take the three points. I think that's our favorite game of the week. Yep. Uh, Can we call, what was the guy's name, Darrell Casey? Jarrell, Jarrell. Jarrell. Can we call him the the Snacks Harrison of the Southwest? Is that that a a viable nickname? I mean, I think he would say that Snacks Harrison isn't in his league. (laughs) That's what I think Jarrell Casey would say. I think he wants to be compared to guys like Aaron Donald. Uh, Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, I mean, look, we've seen it. What... um, 
Oh, my God, and now his name just jumped out of my head. The defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, who was injured last season and came back down the stretch, who just got paid. Young? Yeah. Young, yeah, Chris Young? Yes. Different team, man. Different team when he was when he was playing, and we saw it on, on opening night as well. So uh, I, I love it. I, I think that those guys up front who get no recognition by the majority of fans – Betters love to know those guys' names. And Jarrell Casey yep. is a name that you need to know. He makes a difference on that defense. He's going to open up lanes for those linebacking cores. Let's go Broncos. I'm excited, Greg. I'm excited. Sunday's almost here. You should be. You said you it. Be. I, am, I, I am skipping uh, men's league baseball playoffs to uh, be able to just sit in my living room and watch baseball, have my nephews over, my brother over, it's just post post Labor Day is pumpkin beer season and football season, Joe. It's it's not men's league baseball playoff season. They gotta wrap that stuff up. I'm excited too. Or hockey season or, hockey. or basketball season. Okay. I don't know. That just doesn't feel right for some reason yeah, there. Philadelphia fans punted on uh, hockey and, and basketball. We already got booted from 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 those. Uh, those sports. Uh, listen, I uh, I think that this is going to be a very fun football season, and I'm going to say it once because we didn't say it once all all uh, show, Greg. We really need this right now. We all really need some football right now. <laughs> we ha- I now have to make a twenty dollar donation to Cycle for Survival because we were joking and how everybody's saying we really need some football right now. Uh, yeah, we're we're not going to use any of the the key terms that are coming out about uh, now more than ever and any of that BS. But we will snipe, you know, uh, players that are you know have to sit out due to COVID and stuff like that. Like, oh, absolutely. We'll, be, we'll be paying attention to that, but we won't be saying things like now more than ever with a with a soft tone to make everyone feel better. You think we could get Dr. Fauci <laughs> on our podcast to make some picks? Maybe. He's a Regian. We went to the same high school, many years apart, but uh, we might have some connections to pull Dr. Fauci in for the picks. Make a call. As long as he's not throwing any baseballs for us, we're good. That's for sure. I'll get on the horn. All right, to review one last time, uh, in our opening week, Greg and I are going head-to-head. He likes the Atlanta Falcons at home. I'll roll with the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, I'll take the two-and-a-half number. He's looking for the three that's out there. We both like the Buffalo Bills laying the six-and-a-half points against the New York Jets. Greg is going to roll with the Rams over the Dallas Cowboys right now. He says make sure you get your three over there. And buyer beware on the Philadelphia Eagles. He's not saying take the Redskins, but be careful laying the five and a half if you're rolling with Philly. And of course, the last game that we just got finished talking about that we both love, we will take the Denver Broncos at home plus three points as they host the Tennessee Titans. Greg, great first show, man. Good stuff. Good to be back. Hopefully, we'll be saying the same thing next week. So for Greg Coyle, Joe Masiri, the first episode of the Wingfoot Locks for 2020. Don't forget to check out the Instagram page. I'm Joe Masiri. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next week.